0: Alright, and good morning once again, welcome to that stream of random podcast, this is your host, Hacker Mike, and I'm just leaving It's of cold for my walk. Today, I've got three jackets on, gloves and a hat. It's freezing cold, literally freezing. Full moon, cloudy and windy. And you may ask yourself, why does he do this? Why is he going into the cold? They just stay home, eat potato chips, and watch Netflix. What makes him go for a walk and talk to himself with one listener or two listeners? Why is he doing it for them? Well, kids doing this for myself, for my therapy session, where I get to clear out the junk in my head and save it on tape for no reason at all. Well, I hope we're making progress. And I think yesterday we're going to close that chapter where we chewed... (coughs) For two weeks, we considered the idea, the theory of introspection, and I think that we came to a nice conclusion, enough for me to write it up. Let's have a sip of the coffee first. That's some good coffee, kids. Strong and bitter. Kicking the teeth. Woo! My first sip today. Walking up some hill. Today we're going to walk around this hill for a little bit less cars now I'm not going to do clips today but first we're just gonna close up this topic so I'm not going to go on and on and on endlessly about the introspector anymore for a while I'm actually gonna write up some papers write some words up on what we discovered, what we discussed, at least what my theory is. Even if it's wrong, even if it's misguided, and delusional, we're gonna put pen to paper. We're going to take it off the podcast for a while, because I think we really, we really chewed it up. And um, we reached some form of fluidity and some idea. We put together what sounded like a good idea. And I guess it needs to be put to a test. How do we know if an idea is really good I don't know I guess we have to find a proof and I do think we have these proofs as mental experiments um, that anyone can do Uh, yeah. Proof by mental experiment. And also, we have some ideas for some software we've got to talk about now. So, more podcasting stuff. So, here we go. This one is for my friend, an occasional listener, um, who wants to do podcasting. And I liken him to a digital. Um, <clears throat> amish person and i'll tell you why so the amish or the amish are a sect of mennonites or anabaptists well okay the amish are mennonites and the mennonites are anabaptists they don't believe in baptism they believe in choice and um (coughs) When you become 18, you get to choose if you want to join them. And they have a year of Rumspringen, where they get to run around and do whatever they want, and then they can come back to the fold. So, um, they're from Germany, from southern Germany, Switzerland, uh, where they escaped to come to America. And they don't want to fight in wars. They don't have electricity. They don't have fax machines or anything like that. So if they want to send a fax, they go to a kiosk, they go to some shop to someone who's not a Amish person. And they hand them a handwritten letter and they please fax it to this number. And then they fax it over or if they receive a fax, they're like, oh, here's a fax for you. And that's how they interact with technology. They're not allowed to use it themselves. But they're allowed to, walking up a hill here, they're allowed to pay someone else to use it. <clears throat> so that's, uh, that's kind of how this guy is. He doesn't want to use email or phone. He's like an uh, extreme digital nomad. And I like uh, interesting people like that. I do. So, um... And I want to set him up for podcasting. So he loves Telegram because he can log in. And, um, nobody knows his phone. doesn't have to use any email and he can upload to his heart content and it is amazing how much you can upload to telegram and host there for now now we disagree on the topic of whether or not this is going to last forever i don't think it will i think it's a temporary thing um I like library, actually. I like the idea of the blockchain. But anyway, it doesn't really matter what I think. So, what I wanna do, so the problem statement is, is how can you use Telegram for podcasting? And, um, so I'm thinking of a Telegram group, or channel that that you subscribe to and we'll put a bot in and this bot will basically listen and I guess it could also just be a a public channel which has stuff in it which has clips in it. And this bot will basically um, look for some start tag saying starting of the podcast. Or it'll take, it'll chunk things up into like days or hours or segments. Somehow we need to determine what the maximum segment size is. Let's say one hour. Ideally, the user will control it through some commands which are embedded in the stream. Just like we said we're gonna do with voice commands, but these will be chat commands. <clears throat> That's easier. And then, um, you know, just take whatever content it is and then look for um, certain commands written in there or with certain character matches, like string compare, byte compare. And if these bytes match, Then that's a command I guess it has to be from a certain person but you know whoever is allowed to write in that channel or that group is then authorized to control the stream we'll leave up the uh, the user control to someone else or we can add a filter okay mmm that's good coffee So then it will download the chats and the messages in order and sequence them for the podcast. And I'm thinking it would be great to, let's say, put the texts. That are after a uh, video clip is posted. And associate them and display those during that video clip, maybe. Or we just display the audio. Meaning, we render the audio. Anyway, we segment all that stuff together. We create an audio file. Um, We put the chats, I guess, in the show node. And then we can put it into an RSS feed. And publish it. And that's what the bot would do. Um, and maybe it could just publish the RSS feed directly onto the channel or whatever, onto a website, update a GitHub, Gist. And that's it. And then it would just auto publish. So you just set up the the bot one time. You authorize it against your GitHub, right, or whatever uh, backend you want to use to uh, publish your feed. SFTP or whatever. It needs to be able to write to the file. It could run on. Uh, super Superdimensional Fortress, you have enough space to write a RSS feed. And then it would run, and it would create that RSS. Now, the media, I suppose, could still be hosted on um, Telegram because it have links to the download. Or we could transcode it. So, and this is where we get into archive.org and other things. So I'm thinking we need another bot that will look for RSS feeds and publish them to archive.org and library.io and all those other things, which is kind of what I discussed on previous episodes. we'd have multiple bots doing multiple transformations that you could set up and run. And then, um, and that's it. I think that would be, uh, pretty damn awesome. Pretty damn awesome. that's an idea for some bots and then uh, we'll talk about deploying them and stuff like that but I mean this should be something that you could run on your phone uh, using termux or something should be very possible to uh, just run this on a script on your phone or your Run as a um, in a browser tab, maybe uh, so with JavaScript on your um, incognito mode in Chrome. I guess we could compile this to run on uh, JavaScript. What is it called? Web. Uh, assembly the web browser should have all these functions that are needed to do this basic stuff So yeah, those are some ideas uh, for making something useful and some constraints. Architects and lawyers are just on the side. It looks like a residential house. How architects and lawyers can have their signs out front. Well, just like a seamstress. I guess you can have <coughs> small businesses operating out of your house if, um, you don't, um, if you don't use up, uh, You don't use up, uh, you don't have any, too many people coming in, too much parking, too much public. I mean, where's the difference between someone coming over to your house and a customer coming over for an appointment? It's not like they're complete unknowns to you when they show up. There's no walk-ins for a lawyer, really, I mean, hardly. Of fracking. That's the sound of fracking, kids. So, um, well, this is a stream of random, and we're just gonna get this all out of our heads now. So, here we go. I was listening to the best of the left, and they were going through how they're gonna react the election. And I thought listen to the AOC speech. And um listening to the AOC speech. And she said that you don't have to like Biden. That she doesn't care if you like Biden. She said, you are the one that's important, the millions of people are important to raise their fist and to, that this vote is about democracy. So and I, and I do think that democracy is a nice idea, but we have to remember that we're not a democracy, we're, in a, we're a republic and these people are talking about the whole time about uh, the rule of minority and how horrible it is and how wyoming and california have the same amount of seats and the same amount of votes when it comes to picking the president and that if the election is contested then it will go to whoever has the most red states In a special vote, some kind of vote, and that none of it is representational in terms of population representation, and how horrible that is. And it may be horrible, but as she said, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, it is actually a republic. And it is the rule by the minority. Not ruled by the majority. And um, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you will have heard my opinion on it. That it is a... um, America is a a republic that was founded by the elites, (coughs) the Illuminatis, the um, landowners, and really the, um, the leading citizens of the time in 1776, who were wealthy landowners, aristocrats, <clears throat> men, white men, etc. I mean, everything that you could think is horrible in terms of nine diverse And uh, they didn't want to, and they were Englishmen (coughs) who didn't want to uh, pay taxes to the king. So they broke with the king. And they told him in an Anglo Saxon manner that they weren't going to do it anymore, which is a term that I heard from another podcast with Niels Farage, I think it was a Timcast, he used that term, that was funny. So, these uh, rich aristocrats, these English aristocrats basically broke with the motherland and got together. And they came up with some good ideas Um, but they didn't envision giving power to the people they didn't envision that it would be a democracy in that respect that it would be ruled by the mob the demos the demographics or ruled by majority they wanted to maintain control capitalistic control or Colonizing control over their lands and they didn't want people to rise up and take that from them and like it or not that's the system that we're in you know because this is about our republic so I mean and you can call it capitalistic or selfish or whatever and you know um I'm not saying that I like it that it's that way, but it is actually that way and we have to see it for what it is and we have to respect it for what it is. Because everything else will be delusional. So to even so the starting point of a lot of these talks, these mobilizing talks from the left are that they're upset about the majority they're upset about the, um, the rule by the mob, the demos, the demographics. And they're saying, well, we have the better demographics. Why don't we take over? And it's like, well, the system was designed for you not to take over. Because it's he who has the power and the, the aristocrats And the rulers, we do have, like the Venetians, a three-power system. We have the monarch as the president, the executive. We have the oligarchy, which is the Senate. And then we have the House of Representatives, which is the lowest form, which is the House. And the House of Representatives is where the proportional uh, representation is. And it is the lowest underneath the oligarchs and underneath the monarchs in the Venetian system because that is the way it was designed now we can look at a more European system where the Americans installed democracies in Germany with an attempt to cripple the aristocracy, okay, and to increase the power of the people to actually overthrow and to cripple them from doing anything. And you'll see that in Italy and Germany, where they have democracies, so to say, which are crippled mostly they do not have the monarch the king like figure of the president with all those powers they have more of a democracy that can fall apart at any point with a coalition building and lots of little parties which in the end cripples the system and you know the italian uh parliament is always crippled and a lot of these european places are always crippled Isn't it funny how the Americans would help install systems like that in places that they conquered to make them less effective, maybe? Just a thought. I know for a fact that the system of workers' rights in Germany, the uh, Betriebsrat, the Workers' Council, was definitely created as an attempt to subvert the power of the German industrialists. At least that's a the conspiracy theory that I heard, living in Germany for a long time, that that was set up as an idea to, how can we cripple the industrial fascists um, who are running the country and make them less powerful by making the people more powerful <coughs> to cripple them in decision-making. So the Betriebsrat um, Is basically able to block any decision to make any change in the company that will affect the workers so that's kind of an interesting uh, play on things now I'm not going to take sides on this and say that one is better than the other because from the meme theory These are all just different forms fighting against each other in an eternal conflict. Nobody knows what is actually better. Nobody knows what is actually right. But coming from this system you would think we should be thankful for To our fathers and our fathers' fathers, etc. And our mothers and our mothers' mothers for giving us this life. And, um, you know, the idea of freedoms is important. And I do think we have to fight for them a bucket of blood so... We should be thankful for what we have, wherever we are, which um, brings us to our next topic of Jaji Enver, um, or Uncle Enver, and um, I was just discussing with my friends yesterday about Enverism and how, well, first of all, there's the whole idea that, you know, Uncle uh, Joe Stalin you know, he just took a couple of wrong turns. That's like the idea that we heard on the best of the left, that he just got a couple of details wrong, you know, he made a couple of wrong turns, and that there's nothing wrong with communism, That we have to give it a try. We never really gave it a team try. That's kind of what the thought is on some of the left. Um, when AOC says, you know, it's all about democracy, Communism, the way that you're speaking, you know, power to the people and all that, and um, I do think that is definitely a mis- a misleading idea, which gets people fired up, it's the fuel for their meme, basically, which is, you know, they feel underprivileged, they feel... Presented and um basically downtrodden discriminated and that very well may be true but the solution for that is the overthrow of the system and you know the very first podcast that i did was on that lady basically was advocating for a violent blood in the streets revolution Um, and that not happening well we need to take over the hundred-year plan the long march to um, to take over the schools and indoctrinate the youth so that is uh, Very interesting thought, and uh, it's quite amazing to hear people talking about it. Boy, it's windy, huh? So, Jaji Enver, um, or Uncle Enver of Albania, he uh, is still revered, and uh, he has a big fan club. Well, or a medium-sized fan club. still leftovers, I was told that the Albanians never had a revolution, and they never cleansed themselves of the leftovers of the uh, Secret Service, the um, Stasi, the Shephaka, I think it's called, that was set up, that they never actually overthrew them. this apparatus that Uncle Enver set up is still actually in power in Albania. And he still has supporters over there, which makes sense because even in Germany they found secret cells of people still supporting Hitler in government and in schools. So old ideas die hard In all concrete people, there will always be a core of resentment, the idea that, well, we just have to try again. going to invite some people onto this podcast to discuss this topic. I'm hoping to get one of our longtime hosts, Mr. Chicken Jar, on uh, to go over that. We really have to catch up with him. You haven't heard from him in a while and he has changed his location and has a whole bunch of stuff to tell us. So I'm excited about that. While here in America, we're dealing with an opiate epidemic, and up in upstate New York, there are a lot of methadone clinics, and there seems to be a big problem of people choosing opiates and heroin. Ideal location to grow to uh, do meth labs because there's a lot of empty space and a lot of trailers in the woods. <clears throat> yeah, isn't it great that we're actually talking about something other than what's going on in the mind? But uh, I do hope that um, some of our theory will be of use later and we're going to definitely get back to it but in a different form We're gonna take it off the podcast until we've actually written some stuff down so we have stopped the hammering for now normal lighter podcasting will resume send out the bat signal tell your friends they can start listening again because Mike is off of his boring stuff and we're getting into some more spicy topics Spice, spice, spice. So today is the spicy election, and according to the pundits, um, if Trump doesn't cede the election, uh, give up and say he concedes it to Joe, or Joe doesn't concede it to Trump, then it can go down to the state-by-state level with thousands of lawsuits everywhere and become a real nasty, drawn-out business. And it could be decided by the Supreme Court, who Trump has recently installed new people into, and Justice Ginsburg has died. RBG's down. And that could mean, you know, a real problem That could mean a real problem for, um, for the Biden campaign and I feel sorry but uh, we have listened to some really nasty stuff about um, on the No Agenda podcast about the Biden campaign and Hunter Biden supposedly he has the dead man they found the dead man switch They found the dead man switch, the file that incriminates everybody on that laptop, his insurance policy. And there's talk of thousands of sealed indictments. We don't know, but um, it could very well possibly be that Trump will clean out more corrupt aristocrats than the Democrats could ever do because of him being an outsider imagine that so maybe it's a good thing if he does his purge you know Um, but basically the story goes that um, they were doing an investigation they found that Hillary was taking bribes millions of dollars from different countries they were setting up a sting on her and then when when they thought she was going to win they called the whole thing off and then um, Obama kept that information and wanted to use that to control her so he could then put Michelle in after Hillary and continue to run things. But everything fell apart and their plan fell apart. Trump said he was going to lock her up, but it seems that he has been preparing a massive um, legal campaign and taking it slow, which I think is the right thing to do, to actually collect evidence. Um, So we'll see how that works and what's going on with that. They say when you remove a dictator, or remove a power structure, that it creates a vacuum. And you create lots of fighting between the different gangs, who's going to rise to power. If you listen to the libertarians, they'll tell you that the government is just the strongest gang on the block that you pay taxes to. That's an interesting way to look at it. anyway see now we spiced it up a little bit there you guys like a little spice in the podcast a little political commentary or some updates yeah and then someone asked me one of our listeners asked me the other day said what do you think are the new programming languages interesting programming languages and I said machine learning is really the new thing that got, has got everyone excited. I never really defined the terms I never really made an introductory podcast on machine learning. I'm always assuming that everyone knows exactly what I'm talking. <coughs> excuse me, everyone knows what, exactly what I'm talking about. And that you'll go and research this stuff on your own. But maybe you want some easy listening, you want some short summaries, just something to think about, something to imagine. Well, imagine this, that um, it started with Google and their translation project, which was the big breakthrough, the Google Translate, that they just fed a computer the translations, existing translations, and they didn't tell it how to do it, but the computer came up with its own translation software. called a neural network and they just trained it on the data and gave it feedback and made it learn and that was like one of the first successful machine translation um, machine learning applications that Instead of telling the computer what to do, you're telling it what your inputs and outputs are, and you give it some guidelines, and then you burn through enough energy to power a small city, and it's still cheaper than hiring all those people and letting them burn the energy, I guess, and then you've got the, um, you've got your machine learning model. that's what they did so machine learning is using normally uh, neural networks which are basically arrays or vectors or lists of numbers they actually have different layers of them. So it's not just one big flat one. It's folded over or has you know multiple layers to it. And these layers are interconnected in certain ways. And that's part of the programming or the designing. These are called the hyperparameters. So what you're doing is you're designing the network, designing the parameters, and then letting it rip and training it on the training data. So you're feeding it lots and lots of training data. And Google's got lots of training data. So this doesn't eliminate the need for programmers but it creates a different type of job that of a data scientist maybe with a more mathy thing it's less copy and paste and sure there's programming and coding but um and i'm sure the uh, data scientists are also copying and pasting off of the interwebs But it's less of the skip logic or the if-then-else type uh, programming, um, and it's more of trying to model what's going on in designing systems, so it's a higher level of programming. So I think, and there's different libraries like TensorFlow and Kotlin, which are basically like l- graphical languages for describing your models. There's a whole different types of abstractions to learn, and yeah, that's what I think is the uh, new, the new thing. It's funny these gloves have actual fingertips on them, so you can use the phone with them. I like it. They've got three fingers, thumb, uh, pointer, and index. Uh, middle finger index and middle finger okay let's check our time check our recording status 7 o'clock 47 minutes I'm gonna put this on pause do some work here and then we're going to do seven to eight. Yeah, it took me an hour to get here. Might do a half an hour worth of work and then walk back another hour. Okay, we are back. Did 20 minutes of cleaning. Picked up some garbage outside at the bunker. And this is gonna be my new morning routine. Get up early, walk down to the bunker for 45 minutes. Do some work. And then walk back. And that'll give us two 45-minute segments. And uh, eventually I'll have a studio set up in the bunker with a microphone. i got all types of recording equipment. From the 80s, some vintage stuff. Thanks, Dad. And we are going to... Excuse all the noise and sniffling and all that lots of dust so yeah I'm all excited now I got my new routine and I have to admit I was being lazy for a couple of days but uh, three jackets means it's warm enough and I can just open one open two cool down a bit or even open up three. And a sweater. And a t shirt. Boy, I am like overheating in here now. <clears throat> yeah, so let's talk about some software ideas. And I need to understand uh, the uh, free tier usage in AWS and actually just run a server there. Looking at this Microsoft stuff, it is way, way, way complicated. As much as I love complicated, The um, Azure Cloud stuff is just nasty. (coughs) And the worst part of it is uh, it's expensive. You're having to pay for container storage to store your functions, whether they're used or not. So they're really charging a premium for storage there. I mean, all the storage is charged. Even the shell storage is charged. So... Now Google sent me a, uh, a bill for $0.12. Cents. I have to go check out where, where that $0.12 cents is coming from. It looks like something has been eating the corn husks of this cornfield. There's a bunch of corn in the ground. It's smashed up. You know, that could also be from the field next door where they cut it down. And some stuff fell off. On both sides of the road. So it's probably that. They have these machines that do everything for the corn. It's pretty incredible. They were selling corn stalks for $6 for a bundle of three, if you can believe that. <clears throat> There's got to be a million corn stalks in here. So they got to be corn stalk millionaires, let me tell you. Corn is really like a form of rice, it's a grass, not rice, but it's grass, it's like a monster grass, oversized grass, yeah, this wasn't that bad of a walk, 45 minutes about the same walk I did on the uh, my other path. but I can actually walk to the bunker. So that's pretty damn cool. Blue Moon beer. I don't particularly like Blue Moon beer. I don't like the Belgian wheat beer or Belgian beers in general because I'm a German beer guy. I don't believe you should be putting cardamom and orange in your beer or anything in. The German Reinheitsgebot from 1600s is like hopfen, bar hopfen und malz. Wasser, Gerste, Hopfen und Malz. So water, grains, hops and malt. That's the only things allowed in your beer, nothing else. Otherwise, it can't be called beer. The Purity Act of the 1600s. And there's a Bavarian one and there's a German one. And um, it's a really good tradition. And the Belgians, they put all types of stuff in their beer. It's like you don't want to drink, be drinking that blue moon. I love the Hefeweizen, the wheat. Yeast wheat beer. That's amazing if I could make my own beer Maybe I have to set one up Set up a beer brewing station in the in the bunker That would be fun And I should be running a server down South in New Jersey at home while well, I'm not there. I should have my Raspberry Pis online humming away doing services for me, controlled by my phone. And I have another idea, which is gonna be a, um, a, uh, a phone app for controlling the firewall your kids so the kids can earn firewall time, open firewall time, by doing homework. So somehow it's going to be they have to do so many hours of homework and then they earn an hour of open internet. And they can choose to spend that how they want. <clears throat> and then when that time's up, it's, uh, it shuts down and it won't let them connect to Fortnite or to anything else. Now, the Minecraft as well, you can't start the Minecraft game unless you make a connection to the Mojang server. once it's running I don't think you need that connection so in order to stop them from playing that we need an agent on the PC and that's going to be my next project it's going to be the homework, it's going to be the parental control for the, uh, for, uh, for the internet and for the PC because my kid is going around Fortnite on TV or on the phone or any other device he can get at. And doing that during homework time, making me very angry with him. So, I think that would be a great app, and it should. You can request something and have it pop up on my phone and type in my fingerprint and then approve it. I can approve it for 10 minutes or whatever. That's what I want. Same thing with Fortnite and all that. And all different patterns of usage. And we can also hook this up to the pie hole and block ads while we're doing it. So that sounds like a really good project. And uh, that's what I'm gonna be working on. Hey, I've got a bunch of Raspberry Pis. I should get them working. Swipe deploy, baby. We want to be able to swipe deploy it and swipe to approve. Firewall request. I need to get into some low-level compromises now (coughs) now that we got the theoretical kind of sorted out and I think uh, part of my problem was that I believed in the perfect model in computing and I didn't realize that it was the aesthetics brain that was giving it that perfectness it just has to be somewhat pleasing to a certain degree to your aesthetics to make you like it and also your biases and customs Um, and then you'll feel comfortable with uh, whatever model and they're not perfect and people are you know creating all types of stuff in javascript Language of choice for throwing things together. And I should really just spend some more time. well you're used to noise on this podcast I called it experimental noise art and if I have anything important to say it's being recorded part of the part of it is that by doing something you remember it better by speaking about it I can remember it and think about it better and then I actually have a record of it I can refer to and share And um, we can always revisit this, so if it's too noisy, you don't like it, just turn it off now. Otherwise, imagine you're walking along the side of the road with cars whizzing by next to some cord field. Hey, it's not completely middle of nowhere. There's an airport here and there's a train tracks. There used to be a train that ran through here. And now we got a highway. that people give me wide berth here they go way on the other side of the road when they see me walking with my yellow safety vest it's quite nice one time this guy stopped me on the side of the road and he's like you know I deliver papers and you're the first person I've seen with a yellow safety vest and you know hats off to you because people are stupid they're wearing dark clothes in the middle of the night, running around on the streets. I almost run them over. It's like, yep. My safety vest is my magic token, magic symbol. And, uh, you know, speaking about magic symbols, I'm going to listen to some more uh, podcasts soon. Let's listen to the Grammarica on the Inside Out podcast. And I want to hear what they have to say. So, I think I'm going to uh, send this tape in, call it a day, and listen to some other people talk for a little bit, alright? And if this podcast is too short, just give me a holler. And you know what? I'll record another one tomorrow, so you're not going to miss too much. You can go back and listen to some of the other rants I did. i got hours and hours of material. Don't tell me you listened to all of it. So, if you're missing a podcast today, try listening to some older podcasts of mine. Alright. Have a good one. Bye-bye. It's phone unlocked.